The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome everyone to 2016 and Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host and founder of health and wellness company, WCubed. And you can learn about all of our initiatives at wcubedcommunity.com. Thank you so much for joining me, whether it's live or on demand. We love all of our listeners. And just a quick reminder, we changed up the schedule a bit for this year. The first show of every month will be dedicated to the Abundance Cubed Adventure in Expansion for Wellness Entrepreneurs. Our first show in that program aired just last week. So if you're a wellness entrepreneur who wants to expand your business, then be sure to check out the podcast for the January 5th show and follow our Abundance Cubed page on Facebook. We consider entrepreneurs to be anyone who has a business related to wellness. So if you're a practitioner, you're an entrepreneur. Coach Noam Kostuki and I had a great time discussing what's in store for our group coaching program for 2016, so check it out if you missed it. And the second show for each month, like today, will be focused on holistic healing modalities, where we discuss how to achieve sustained health and wellness by balancing the mind, body, and spirit. And the third show of each month will be dedicated to food and food movement topics. Like next week, we're going to have Diane Hatz on from Change Food. And the fourth and fifth Tuesdays of the month will be Anything Goes. So get ready. So we have awesome stuff queued up for 2016, and I hope you'll join us for all of it. Now let's shift gears back to the topic for today's show. Our guest is Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance, the largest nonprofit association of yoga teachers in the world. Andrew has experienced every facet of the yoga multiverse, from spending four years in a communist group yoga home, to living as a teacher doing the private lessons Yoga Hustle, to owning and operating a chain of boutique yoga studios, to managing a $6 million budget for Kripalu's schools of yoga and Ayurveda. And in 2012, he co-wrote the book, So You Want to Open a Yoga Studio, a de facto business plan for hundreds of yoga studios around the world. As a consultant and public speaker, he has offered business development and strategy to boutique yoga studios, national fitness chains like Pure Yoga and Exhale Spa, various technology companies that serve the wellness industry, such as LiveEdit and MindBody, and major organizations like the Yoga Alliance and National Ayurvedic Medical Association. Andrew keeps a finger on the pulse of yoga, wellness, and technology worlds in order to be a steward for the industry. That's awesome stuff. Andrew, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Sandra. I've never heard someone read my whole bio out loud. That was pretty cool. Oh, you've done a lot of stuff. And I know. The, <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm surprised. I don't, I don't, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you've done, you've done all that stuff that I mentioned. <laughs> and the first question I have for you is, how did you get started on your yoga journey in the first place? What drew you to this modality? Um, it's been a, a wild ride, you know, about 14 years ago, um, I wasn't really interested in yoga at all. I had no idea what yoga was. Um, I was trying to work in the entertainment industry. I was going to school at the time at at New York University. And um, I really, my priorities were totally out of whack as far as my health and wellness went. You know, my, my priorities were really about partying and having fun, or what I thought was fun, um, kind of living a destructive lifestyle. And um, it happened at the time that my father became very ill with the Burkett's-Nahodgkin's lymphoma, and it was very serious, and he was stage four on on death's door. Uh, And so I left New York. I moved back home to the Boston area where I'm from to spend time with my family and uh, to also, in the meantime, just to run my father's uh, sign shop, which had been there for some 30 years at the time. And during that time, I met my dad's old yoga teacher, um, who subsequently actually came to the hospital and did a kind of an energy healing on him while he was very, very ill. Um, and it became a turning point in his whole treatment. Um, during that session, um, she, you know, he was, he was delirious with fever. He had been in the hospital for about 40 days. Wow. Um, nonstop, you know, his body, he had dropped from you know, 210 pounds to 140 pounds. He was a shell, you know, this one strong man, like a shell of himself, you know, intense chemotherapy radiation or chemotherapy spinal tap injections on a regular basis. And the cancer was dying, but his body was also being demolished by the medicine. And um, she did this healing on him, and it got him out of a delirious fever. Um, and he said to her in that during that time that he wanted to live, and he kind of made a commitment to wanting to live. And it was a very a peak emotional experience for him. And I was there to witness it, and my mind was blown. I had never seen a spiritual healer or anyone, you know, doing that, that kind of work. Um, and then his, his temperature, believe it or not, went from 103.7 to 98.6 in about an hour and a half after that. So his fever broke. His fever, he had he contracted a virus as a result of his weakened immune system. Even though the cancer was almost gone, he was, you know, dying from a simple cold, essentially. And um, he instead rallied, and his fever broke, and he lived. And my mind was just blown, and I, you know, the next day wanted to, you know, started, I went to the yoga studio to thank this, his teach, this woman, and um, she ended up convincing me to stay for class that night, which I had no intention of doing. Nice move um, on her I part. <laughs> What's the, Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I was literally had one foot out the door. I, I offered her some money. She wouldn't take my money. And then I was, like, frustrated with her, you know, that, you know, because why won't this lady just let me give her the money? Or, you know, I was almost angry at her for for being so nice. I couldn't, I couldn't believe people could be like that. Mm. And uh, I remember I had one foot out the door. I had a cigarette in my mouth. 
ready mm. to light it. You know, just to be a kind of jerk, I would light it like halfway in the doorway. And in the moment, she said, oh, I, I know what you can do for me. Why don't you get a, you know, one-year membership or one-month membership? Uh-huh. And I said, oh, sure, sure. What is that, 150 bucks or whatever, you know, I was going to give them some money. And No, you have to take class right now. And she took clothes out of the lost and found and then made me jump into class. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I never looked wow. back. Wow. <laughs> that is an amazing story. And it brings up so many universal points. I think the first one being that what a wake up call that was for you. And I featured many guests on this show that have had similar wake up calls regarding their own health or a loved one's health. It's just amazing how pivotal that experience can be. And certainly it was put into your life for a reason. And another one being just the amazing power of energy and spiritual healing. Uh, We feature energy practitioners on this show, and I'm a big believer in the fact that we are basically energy beings. And so working on that level is a very valid and powerful thing to do. And then about your dad rallying, that's just the power of the mind and spirit right there. Overcoming. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He still runs the... His architectural graphics and science shop has been there for almost 50 years now in Boston. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's he's a a curmudgeon yogi, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that is really awesome on his part, just how the mind and the spirit can lead the body, even a very weakened body like he had, and he did it. And then the yoga teacher that you talked about, just her power of love and acceptance and just putting out the red carpet for you, not judging, just putting it there and you took it and you haven't looked back, it sounds like. So that's just... Yeah, it was yeah. it was an intense experience, you know, being in that room, it was myself, the yoga teacher, her, her assistant, my father, and it was like a palpable feeling of energy. Um, yeah. I remember when it was over and she, they left and they told us to, you know, massage these points on his hands and feet and just keep loving him. And he was crying at that point because he finally kind of, right, as you mentioned, that, that will of the mind to live, he, yes. he found it again. And I think that I always say that he was saved by both Western and Eastern medicine because, yes. You know, the cancer he had was so fast-acting. He would have died within something like 36 hours had they not started a very powerful chemotherapy treatment um, immediately. And at the same time, when you put so much poison in the body, I think it can deplete the body and the mind. And then to have to to strengthen the mind to to rally, um, that that was from the Eastern tradition. Right. That's right. Yeah. I like how you pointed out just the integrative nature of his treatment. And we talk about integrative approaches on this show quite often, taking the best of Western medicine and also just the ancient holistic arts that have been around for millennia and are brought to bear in very effective and powerful ways. So thank you so much for that story. Wow. <laughs> that was that was really inspiring. And on that note, let's get ready 
for a break. And before we go, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors for today's show. One thing we emphasize is the importance not only of what you put into your body, but what you put onto your body. Because anything you put onto your skin is absorbed and becomes part of you. Many people read the ingredients in their food, and we should do the same for the ingredients in our body care products. And I've recently discovered and love the products by Bella Organics. They have a full line of body care products, including an amazing deodorant that's the best I've tried. Click on the banner on the GR homepage or go to lovebellaorganics.com and use code Bella to get 15% off your order. And also on Gen R Radio, we believe that food is the foundation of true health. Learn to cook to heal with Monica Corrado, teaching chef and holistic nutritionist. Monica is offering a four-day Learn to Cook for Wellbeing intensive in northern Colorado and around the country in 2016. For more information, go to simplybeingwell.com. And now let's go to our break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance. And we just talked about his powerful and inspiring story, what drew him to yoga. And now he's a spokesperson for the Yoga Alliance, and we will get into their mission and all of their initiatives on the other side of this break. Stay close, and we'll see you in a jiffy. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. It's here, announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here today with Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance. And in the previous segment, Andrew shared his amazing story with us as to how he was led to yoga and how it really changed his life. And now let's talk about your position as Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance. Can you tell us about the mission for that organization? Yeah, well, 
you know, we're, Yoga Alliance is the largest nonprofit yoga association in the world, actually. Um, and our mission is to support and promote the integrity and diversity of the teaching of yoga. And we do this in a bunch of different ways. Um, first of all, we provide standards for yoga teacher uh, certification. So we have a set of standards. Um, schools that meet those standards offer programs and then certify teachers. Uh, and then we register those teachers on the Yoga Alliance registry. Um, but on a bigger level than that, we've been doing a lot of state, national, and even federal, uh, or even international advocacy work. Um, Any time that the yoga industry comes under attack, whether it be by a government agency that's one trying to regulate it, um, or you know a rogue yogi such as uh, Bikram Chudroy who mm-hmm. tried to uh, copyright a sequence of yoga poses, um, we've opposed those kind of things, and we have a whole advocacy plan to make sure that we protect yoga and. Uh, protect its diversity of its many traditions, and also, um, you know, educate the public about uh, the benefits of yoga and how yoga can help their lives. Um, You know, we also offer benefits to our members, so people who are either yoga teachers or yoga schools, we're kind of like the AAA of yogis, you know, discounts at all kinds of places. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Insurance, yeah, and things like that. Um, we do we do a lot, and uh, I got involved because I was a, as a yoga teacher and studio owner for many years. Um, I realized back in 2012 that this was a huge. It was the only organization really where all these different yoga traditions were represented in one place, and I felt like we had a lot. It had the potential to do a lot of good in the world. Um, and so it is, it is the largest organizational power in the yoga world in the West. Ah, and what do you mean by different yoga traditions? How many are there? Oh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's literally hundreds. I mean, yeah. um, you know, off the top of my head, I could name, you know, 20 easily. Wow. Know, from Kundalini to Hatha Yoga to Vinyasa Yoga, Flow Yoga, uh, Kripalu Yoga, Ashtanga Yoga, Iyengar Yoga, um, Tibetan Yoga, Bhakti Yoga, Karma Yoga, um, and, and there's there's so many different systems of yoga, um, and each of them has a different idea of what are the best techniques and practices to achieve yoga, which in yoga is the word uh, Sanskrit word that comes from the root of yoj, which means to yoke or to unite, um, and what they're talking about in that sense is uniting consciousness with um, with everything, divinity, God, whatever you, however you want to think of it. Um, and typically what separates yoga from other forms of spiritual practice is the idea that the body and the mind um, are to be tempered and utilized um, skillfully to experience that union. So while the public sees yoga as uh, much more of a physical exercise or a kind of mind-body practice, its roots and purpose were always spiritual in nature. Correct, yes. And about one year ago in January 
of 2015, we actually did a whole show on the eight limbs of yoga. And that was really fascinating because uh, that really describes how even the physical postures are not an end in and of themselves, but really aimed at toning the body to enable it to be able to meditate for long periods of time to experience these levels of consciousness that you just talked about. So it's a very deep practice. But it's not a religion, correct? No, I would say it can be used in conjunction with religion, but yeah. for example, there's there's no Pope of Yoga. You know, there's right. there's never been an organized system of yoga and Yoga has never been, well, actually, it's funny, for the first time in history, you know, at least in the West, the West, you know, yoga is, there are yoga organizations, but really yoga organizations throughout history um, were not affiliated with religions. And, and this is a new concept, I think, for Westerners to understand, the idea that spirituality and religion could be separate. Yes. Um, one really cool victory that I just want to share that kind of illustrates this point is um, last year in Encinitas, California, uh, there was a school district that was offering yoga um, to, the, to the students, and they had removed the Sanskrit terms and, and the traditions and made it more about just the postures and the breathing um, and the practices. Uh, and there was a conservative religious group that sued the school district, claiming that they were violating church and state. Yikes. And this was troublesome because, you know, this group had a lot of money, and, and they we knew that um, the school district didn't really have the money to fight this kind of thing, and so Yoga Alliance ended up using its uh, membership and registry dues to help support the defense of the school district. And yes. we were able to win the, the trial, actually twice, because they appealed it, of course, and um, it became case law in the state of California that, that yoga can be taught in a secular way. Yes. Um, and so that was just, that's exciting that, that people are starting to get that there's a difference between religion and spirituality. That's right. That's a really great point. And you mentioned that the Yoga Alliance provides credentials for yoga teachers. So what does it typically take? to become a credentialed yoga teacher? How many hours and what kind of training needs to be done? So to be clear, we register teachers once they've been certified by the schools that they graduate from. Gotcha. Those schools are, are registered with Yoga Alliance because they meet our standards. And gotcha. the standards start at 200 hours. So the minimum requirement to be a registered yoga teacher is that you've completed a training um, that includes 200 hours in five um, categories of study, which is anatomy and physiology, um, techniques, training, and practice, practicum, which means you're actually practicing teaching, uh, teaching methodology, which is things like understanding group dynamics or languaging or, uh, you know, various techniques for teaching. And then um, the final important category is philosophy um, and ethics of yoga. So those five categories have to all be covered in the 200 hours, and there's specific hour requirements for each one. Okay. And then are there additional trainings that could be taken? Because I think I've seen 500-hour as well. Yes. Is that correct? So 
once you've done a 200-hour training, you could then um, go on to do an additional 300 hours of training and you can receive a higher designation, which is a 500-hour RYT, which means registered yoga teacher. The highest designation, though, that we have, the most meaningful designation is uh, the term E-R-Y-T. And the E stands for Experienced Registered Yoga Teacher. And it means that you have been teaching for a certain number of years. And depending whether you're a 200 or a 500, you need two to four years. And that you've logged a minimum um, of 2,500, 2,500 hours of teaching. So we think the fastest that that could ever be done in would be... um, Four years, okay. uh, although many people have been teaching, you know, te- it takes them 10 years to teach that many hours. Yes. Uh, so that is, if people are looking for an experienced yoga teacher, if they go to the Yoga Lance Registry, they want to look for someone whose credential says E-R-Y-T, either 200 or 500. Got you. Okay. And I've featured organizations like the Give Back Yoga Foundation, on here, and also Warriors for Healing, and organizations like that also provide more specialized training for folks who want to work with particular groups that could really benefit from a yoga practice, like veterans, first responders, and so forth. So does the Yoga Alliance get involved with, in, in any of that as well? First, I just want to say that both of those organizations are amazing. Yeah, um, agreed. You know, Baba Ram and um, uh, who is my my friend who runs Give Back, uh, Beryl Bender Birch, and uh, who is my other friend there. Well, it'll come back to me in a little bit, but they're doing amazing work, and we're really happy for the the bringing service back into yoga because I think. In modern, in the West, a lot of yoga is just about what people do on the mat, and I think they bring it really off the mat and more into um, the hearts of people. Um, And so for Yoga Alliance, we do have a couple other standards, specialty designations as we call them. One is for prenatal yoga uh, teachers and for children's yoga teachers. So our prenatal programs um, have it's at least 90 hours of education on top of the 200 hours that they studied with, um, you know, in a more basic program. And it's the same for the children's yoga school. We don't get into any other designations at this yes. point. Um, and this, this, the yoga community is still growing and figuring out, you know, how we can best um, serve um, but we do offer scholarships uh, for people that want to do continuing education. And what we would, we would say is that all of those programs um, that, have been dis- that you described early, earlier are uh, continuing ed for yoga teachers. And we require our yoga teachers um, to do continuing ed in order to maintain registration with us. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so from your description here, it seems like there are a lot of different directions that someone who wants to teach yoga can go in terms of the depth of their education, uh, if they want to specialize it to work with different groups. So it's really fascinating, all of the 
potential for serving many different people and the diversity in the education that you can get. So thank you very much for all of that description. And it is now time for our next break. But before we go, I'd like to again thank our sponsors for today's show, one of which focuses on what you put onto your body because anything you put onto your skin is absorbed and becomes part of you. And Bella Organics provides many non-toxic body care products. So be sure to go to lovebellaorganics.com to shop for their line of face care, body care, and baby products. And be sure to use code Bella to get 15% off of your order. And another thing we find very important here is gut health. If you have heard about leaky gut or have the symptoms of it, pick up the book that will teach you how to heal it and seal it. Meat Stock and Bone Broth, Cooking Techniques for the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet by Monica Corrado, Certified GAPS Practitioner and Teaching Chef. You can contact Monica at simplybeingwell.com or purchase your book at Celine River Press. That's S-E-L-E-N-E, riverpress.com. So thank you, everyone, for joining us once again. It's break time. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Balhotra, and I'm here with Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance. Stay tuned because on the other side of this break, we're going to get into some things that Andrew brought up, such as their advocacy work. See you in a few with more great stuff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Balhotra, and I'm here with Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance. And he talked to us already about the mission for the Yoga Alliance and the scope of the work that they do. And he mentioned a couple examples of their advocacy work. And 
Andrew, let's dive into that into a little more detail in this segment. Can you talk more about generally the types of advocacy work that are done and where it's done? Yeah, I think, um, I'll, I guess I'll give you a couple examples. And the thing I'm most excited about, I might as well start with that. Um, right now, we are um, lobbying the federal government um, for a bipartisan legislation called the Personal Health Investment Today Act. Mm-hmm. And basically, this would allow um, the tax-free medical expenses from people with HSAs and FSAs to include um, qualified sports and fitness expenses. And we're hoping that and we're, what we're lobbying is for yoga to be in that. And what yes. this would do, it would allow... It would allow um, taxpayers to claim up to $1,000 uh, deductible a year on their yoga. So they could write off $1,000 of yoga a year, or if they're a couple, up to $2,000 a year. Wow. Um, and that would be an amazing thing for the yoga industry. Um, I also own a yoga studio. I've owned many yoga studios, and, you know, you know, I sell a one-year membership. We sell it for $1,000. It's a special, like, you know, the fact that I'd be able to market and tell people that they'd be able to write that up would be a huge thing. So that is something that Yoga Alliance is is currently lobbying. Um, some other work that we're working on, we're in a, we're in five different states right now: Missouri, um, Michigan, Illinois, Alaska, or, yeah, Alaska and Arizona. Um, and in every one of those states, the thing that comes up is because yoga is growing and booming so much, a lot of times state governments see it as a potential source of revenue. And so they want to try to regulate it pretty much for the money. Um, And we've been very successful. Last year we actually passed laws in both Arkansas and Colorado um, that exempt yoga uh, from regulation. And we just think that the government has a lot more important things to be doing than regulating um, yoga. Uh, and we believe in self-regulation for yoga. So we've been successful last year in, in two states, and this year in 2016, we're looking to expand that to five more states. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited about that work as well. Ah, which five states? Um, so Alaska, Arizona, Missouri, uh, Michigan, and Illinois. Illinois. Okay, and where do you want to expand to next? Well, we, we kind of take it whenever, what, what seems to happen is it comes in waves, you know, and we, like, let's say there's a yoga teacher listening out there. If you had a yoga school and you ever received a letter from your state government telling you you have to comply with some sort of regulatory law, um, if you sent that into Yoga Alliance, that would trigger us to start an investigation in that state and potentially send lobbyists um, to work in that state. And that's what's happened in all of these states. So it's our members that have driven it. They've been, um, you know, pushing us to support them because a lot of these fees are really onerous. You know, in Colorado, for example, it would cost every yoga teacher training program about anywhere from 2000 to $10,000 a year. Um, and they have some like 20 different forms they have to fill out and different laws that they have to comply with that, are beyond, you know, there are already consumer protection laws that are protecting people. So 
the laws that, that these states are putting forward are a lot of times, you know, treating it like it's an electrician school. You know, like if you don't do this yoga right that, you know, you might blow something up, like if you mix two wires. You know, we understand why some schools need to be regulated, but actually yoga, and this is another interesting point, um, yoga is right now the safest form of exercise um, in the fitness industry. And, you know, while yoga is booming, um, like, for example, we sold, or our partners sold, 8,000 liability policies over the last two years, and we've had zero um, claims based wow. on those liability policies. So we are convinced that especially Yoga Alliance um, credentialed schools and teachers are teaching safe practices, um, and that's why we believe in self-regulation of our industry. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, excellent explanation. And I'm just going to say it that you guys rock for doing this work on behalf of all of us because one thing we talk about on the show a lot is being proactive about your health. And one of the best ways to do that is getting involved with a modality like yoga that you said works the mind, body, and spirit. And one of the roadblocks that many people may experience to doing that is the expense because it's typically not covered by any insurance. And like you say, it it right now can't be written off. So that's really wonderful that you're doing that to try to make it more accessible for people who want to pursue this and be proactive about their health. So that's just fantastic. And also that you're just protecting the interests of your members by keeping uh, onerous regulations at bay, uh, because that could really put a chilling effect on, I would think, on people opening up yoga schools and getting these teacher certifications going. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We really, um, you know, I will say for anyone out there thinking of practicing yoga, um, you know, a great place, if you you do check out the Yoga Alliance registry, you can go to yogaalliance.org and you can actually search by zip code um, and see yoga teachers in your area. And you can see who they've done their training with. You can look at the schools they graduated from and see how highly ranked that school is. Mm. Um, so all the schools are actually rated by their graduates. Um, and we call this social credentialing. So it's a way for the public um, to take a look at and, and have more transparency and understanding um, the skills uh, that their yoga teachers have been trained in. Um, and so I highly recommend that for anyone thinking about doing yoga, um, getting started on that through the Alliance Registry. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, because like in Fort Collins, where I live, there are a variety of yoga studios. And so being able to do that research and find the one that you think will work best for you is really wonderful. Okay, so let's talk about something else that the Yoga Alliance is involved in, and that is your foundation um, and scholarships that you provide. Can you talk to us about what you have to offer there? Sure. Um, so our foundation is pretty new. We started it really just last, about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of work with, we're starting to raise just micro donations. For example, whenever people register with us, they're getting $5 here, $10 there. Um, and we've been giving out scholarships. For, we have two different types of scholarships. Scholarships for people who have 
who are not yoga teachers but who want to become one, and also scholarships for people who are existing yoga teachers but want to take um, a deeper training. And the people that we're looking for to give money to, first, it's people with financial need, um, but more importantly, it's people who are planning to use their yoga um, to help to support underserved communities, uh, um, you know, people who are teaching yoga in prisons, people who are teaching yoga um, in schools. And actually, this gets back to Give Back Yoga Foundation we mentioned earlier. Um, and that's Rob Schwer, by the way, who's the director yes. for them. He is I couldn't think of his name either. <laughs> leader. I, I have learned a lot from him in my few meetings with him. Um, and so we encourage anyone... Um, who wants to make their yoga give back to look at our scholarships. Um, and we've been increasing the number of scholarships, the amount of scholarship money that we give out every year. Um, and we're growing it little by little. So I think last year we gave out about 25000 in scholarships. And we look to um, continue to increase that every year. So we would love nice. to see Yoga Alliance become the largest scholarship provider of yoga teachers in the world. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, and we featured uh, James Fox from the Prison Yoga Project here and also Olivia Kavitney from the First Responders. And um, the work that they do with those groups is really amazing. And just some of the stories they told about how they're able to really touch lives for these folks who wouldn't normally have access to yoga or perhaps don't understand how it can improve their lives so dramatically, especially the folks like first responders who are in such stressful situations every day. So the fact that Yoga Alliance is supporting that is, again, just a fantastic part of what you have to offer. That's really, really wonderful. Okay. So on that... Actually, I just want to really quick add that yeah. There, I believe the Give Back Yoga Foundation is working on the first ever yoga teacher training, Yoga Alliance approved oh. training that will happen in a uh, women's prison. Um, oh, wow. I, I believe that, yet yeah, they're partnering uh, at the Yoga Center of Columbia yeah. to host its first in-prison training for yoga teachers. Wow. Um, and that will be uh, a Yoga Alliance approved program. Yeah, what what can you say about that? Um, it's just fantastic. It's just win-win being able to touch prisoners' lives like that and put them on a better path. So thank you, Andrew, for all this wonderful information about what the Yoga Alliance is doing. Let's get ready now for our final break. And before we go, I'd like to once again thank our wonderful sponsors for today's show. Speaking of food that is good for the body, if you want to learn to cook to heal, then teaching chef and holistic nutritionist Monica Corrado has the program for you. Check out the Cooking for Wellbeing Learn to Cook program with Monica at simplybeingwell.com. And also, speaking of body care products that are good for you and not comprised of toxic chemicals that you can't even pronounce and need a chemistry degree to understand, visit lovebellaorganics.com to shop for their line of face care, body care, and baby products. And as I mentioned before, their deodorant simply rocks. Be sure to use gift code BELLA to get 15% off of your order. And thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. It's time for that break. 
This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Mahotra, and I am here with Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the awesomely amazing Yoga Alliance. He's given us a great introduction to this fabulous organization. And in the final segment, we're going to wrap up and get into some more interesting topics. See you on the flip side with some more awesome sauce. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. It's here, announcing the launch of a new health and wellness community called whole-treatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I am here with Andrew Tanner, Chief Ambassador for the Yoga Alliance. And I know I have learned so much today about what the Yoga Alliance is doing on behalf of their members and on behalf of all of us, actually, people who maybe even haven't even experienced yoga yet, but they're trying to lower the barriers to make it very accessible. So that has just been awesome to learn about today. And now, Andrew, let's touch upon a hot button topic in the yoga community, which is online education for teachers. Where does the Alliance stand on that topic? That is a tricky question. Um, you know, first of all, you know, you can't imagine that um, the founders of the Yoga Alliance back in 1997 uh, uh, would have even ever assumed that online yoga teacher training would take place. Right. Um, right now, we do not allow um, online yoga teacher trainings to be certified uh, or uh, register with Yoga Alliance. Um, so we are, however, you know, the board is aware that this this is the future, um, that, you know, if you can get a degree online in, you know, certain elements of yoga teacher training can certainly happen online. And the standards committee is actively working on a policy. Um, it will probably come out, it will likely come out this year in 2016, um, that will allow some hours of the 200-hour training to be online. Oh, interesting. Um, for, what's that? Oh, I said very interesting that you're basically going to combine the two. That's a very that's a very clever idea. Yeah, I don't think, and again, this is speculation on my part. First of all, I'm not on the standards committee. Um, yep. So the standards committee is composed of 
of tens of yogis from all across the world, actually, um, all volunteers, all concerned about the yoga industry uh, and the yoga community. And um, there, what, what, from what I've heard, it looks like there'll likely be a combination, you know, mm. of a certain amount of the training will be allowed to be online, other parts um, will have to be in person, um, and that's probably a, at least the first step. Who knows, as the future of online education improves, um, where that will end up. But as it stands right now, we don't allow um, trainings to be online. We, we consider a online education to be non-contact hour. Um, and of the 200 hours, I believe it's 181 or 183 that must be contact, so in the presence of um, your teacher trainer. Interesting. Okay. It will just be interesting to see how that evolves as the technology improves. And it's uh, very good to hear that you all are keeping your finger on that pulse uh, to, to see yeah. where it goes and I mean, like, to adapt. Like an, yeah. Anatomy and physiology, for example, or yoga philosophy, yeah. they probably lend themselves very easily to the online realm. Yes. Um, whereas teaching someone a yoga assist. Right. Um, you know, how do we do that? I had a friend of mine was saying, oh, we virtual, you know, these new VR things, you know, the, the uh, what do they call this, the uh, Google Cardboard or whatnot. Okay. But I'm still skeptical of that personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. We'll see where we go. But yeah. I think that the public can expect to see something in 2016. Okay, so that's one thing that could be evolving in 2016. Are there any other things that you'd like to draw our attention to that are going on in, with the Yoga Alliance this year? Well, in five days, um, we're going to be uh, launching or um, unveiling uh, the Yoga in America study, the 2016 Yoga in America study, in partnership with Yoga Journal. It's the longest ongoing study um, in yoga uh, and it's actually the biggest study that's ever been done uh, on the yoga community. And because Yoga Alliance became involved, it used to be that Yoga Journal ran the study by themselves, but now that Yoga Alliance is involved, we added more questions that relate more to yoga teachers and studio owners. Um, and the study was conducted by completely by a third party um, to you know, maintain integrity and transparency so that we couldn't be, you know, pushing for answers that we wanted. Um, and I can't talk about the, the data that came out of the study yet, that it will be unveiled in just three or four days. So maybe by the time this talk is uh, linked to on the web, we can have a link to the study. Uh, and Yoga Alliance members will be able to access all the information from the study uh, for free. So we are really excited about it. And all I can say is that yoga is booming, um, and uh, it's, it's really, really exciting. It's, the, the data is, is just, it just confirms so many wonderful things that, about yoga um, that now gives us hard data behind it. Oh, good. It sounds like that's going to be very enlightening. And how would you hope that the yoga community could use that data? What is your objective in that regard? Um, I think it'll be used in a few different ways. I think, first of all, yoga teachers are going to get some really helpful information about um, the qualities 
um, of teaching and the, the, the things that they may want to focus on to be better teachers. Mm. Um, I think that we're going to get more information about who is practicing yoga and how that has shifted since 2012 to now. Um, and that, when you know who is practicing yoga and also who's thinking about practicing yoga, um, oh, that's understanding a good one. those demographics, that's everyone, right? Um, but when you get to understand those demographics, I think that will help. It'll just help more people to get access to yoga, mm-hmm. and that's how I hope. I hope the study um, uh, is used in that way that more people get to experience the wonderful, you know, healing and wellness um, benefits of the yoga practice. Agreed. All right. So are all of your members then going to be informed next week that this is available so they can go ahead and check it out? Yep. They'll be getting a big email, which uh, hopefully they'll read. (laughs) I know we all get about 5 million emails a day, but I think it's going to get picked up by a lot of major uh, blogs and, um, you know, outlets. Uh, This is a big deal. It's only really once every four years that this is done. Yes. So, um, I think it's going to be big news. That's and, right. Um, mm-hmm. let, let, your, let your chops be, be watered. <laughs> That's right. We are preparing ourselves for all this. All right. And as we get ready to wrap up, can you let our listeners know where to find Yoga Alliance on the web and social media? Sure. It's yogaalliance.org. Okay. And uh, on social media, it's just, uh, yoga Alliance, hashtag Yoga Alliance, or um, at Yoga Alliance, and um, we're a non-for-profit. Um, you know, there are many other organizations that use the word Yoga Alliance with some location, like you know, in a different part of the world. Um, but we are the Yoga Alliance with no additional qualifiers, and we have seventy thousand members, and we're the largest. Um, Alliance of Yogis in the world. So we look forward to welcoming anyone. And even if you're not a yoga teacher, if you do go to our website, you can sign up to um, get our newsletter and stay. Uh, you can you can join, for example, the, um, uh, to get our newsletter and get uh, information about all the work that we're doing if you care about the yoga industry. And that's that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, thank you so much for your time today and for all the wonderful work that the Yoga Alliance does on behalf of current and future yogis. Thank you so much once again. Thank you, Sandra. And I'll just say I will be in uh, San Francisco at the Yoga Journal Conference um, at the Hyatt Regency Hotel from uh, Thursday the 14th through Monday. Um, I believe it's the 18th, and I'll be teaching, giving a bunch of lectures free to the public. Um, so if anyone is out there in the San Francisco area, um, go and check out the Yoga Journal website and look me up, and you'll see some workshops um, and in more detailed information about how Yoga Alliance can help um, benefit their lives. Very good. Okay, so anyone going to that conference in San Francisco, please look up Andrew and attend his talks. So thank you, Andrew, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we'll see you next week. And our topic, as I mentioned, for the third Tuesday of the month is food. And our guest will be Diane Hatz from the wonderful nonprofit 
Change Food, which is working on behalf of improving our farming and food practices. So thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.